All right. Thursday, May 7th, 2020. I just really want to start off with a question, especially as we think about encouragement this week. Uh, What do you do when your words don't work? You know, we've talked a whole lot about encouraging people, you know, how people need to hear it from you, your need to hear it from other people. But what happens when your words don't work? Uh, I was reminded yesterday of a scene from Creed 2. So you have uh, Adonis Creed. He's getting ready to propose to his girlfriend at the time. And she has her back turned to him in the hotel room. And he says all of these words to her. It's this beautiful, clumsy eloquence, right? And she doesn't respond to one of them. Not one of those beautiful words. Uh, She turns around and she looks at him and she sees him down on one knee and she's shocked and she closes the door really quick. But right before she closes the door, she does this one thing. Uh, She puts in her, her hearing aids. And for those that have seen the movie, you remember she's deaf. She can't hear his words, although great. They didn't translate. They didn't penetrate. They couldn't penetrate. It was only as she turned around and saw his demonstration of uh, his love that she felt his love. What happens when your words don't work, when you try to encourage someone and it seems like they don't want to hear you out? We tend to get frustrated with the person as if they're doing something wrong. Uh, But I want to offer a different perspective, especially in light of all the things that have started to come to light. Um, In late February, uh, yet another black man was killed, murdered on film and no arrests were made. And this wasn't after committing a crime or being suspected of a crime. It seems right now, you know, it's been a few days since all this stuff, it came out and, uh, There's no pictures or things like that trying to tarnish his character. So it seems as if uh, he's squeaky clean and he was murdered, not after committing a crime, but by taking a jog. And he wasn't murdered at the hands of law enforcement who get the benefit of the doubt because of the uniform and the badge that they wear. But by regular white men who took it upon themselves to be these vigilantes of this distorted justice no arrests were made nothing these men are free and it's taken two months just for this news to travel to me in my own state and yet again i'm left with words and people offering words about god's justice and deliverance and comfort but suffering uh is like earplugs right it 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 tends to stop up our ears what do you do when people in in need of encouragement and your words don't work um i started reading exodus yesterday and i was gripped by this one scene in chapter six so chapter six starts off and it just says uh god heard the groaning of his oppressed people and he wants to encourage them with words god wants them to know they're not forgotten and that he promises to do something about their oppression and they are these eloquent convincing and compelling words and that promise should be good enough god sends moses he reaffirms it to this group of people and exodus 6 9 says this moses told the israelites but hear this But they did not listen to him because of their broken spirit and hard 
labor. Suffering doesn't only break the spirit. Suffering stops up the ears, right? In the same way, allergies stop up your nose and keep you from smelling. Suffering stops up the ears and keeps you from hearing. Uh, if oxygen can't flow through the nose when you're stuffed up or you have this allergic reaction, do you know what you do? You start to breathe through your mouth because you say encourage or oxygen is so important that even if I can't get it in through this channel, I've got to get it in through another channel. Suffering is the same way. If suffering stops up the ears, then we have to get the oxygen of encouragement in through another channel. And how do we do that? How does God encourage this people? After verse nine, where it says, uh, Moses told them all these words and they just didn't hear verse 10. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, go and talk to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. He sends Moses to the very oppressor to advocate for the people. And it's this, he sends him with power, with this demonstration of power. When telling people won't work, we have to show them. These people that are oppressed and torn down are going to be encouraged, not by the word spoken to them, but by the evil that is done to them being confronted. And this is not an either or. It's not like we have to make a choice. These are two sides of the same coin. God does both. And there's a time where one needs to be prioritized. What I love about this is that God doesn't rebuke these people as if they've done something wrong. He knows the heartache and will experience that heartache in the person of Jesus. I was reading through Ruth as well. And uh, what you see is that uh, Ruth finds Naomi broken down after experiencing terrible loss at God's hand. She feels like things for her are never going to let up. She even goes so far as to change her name to mean bitter because she wants everyone to know just how bitter it is that God has been to her. And by the end of chapter two, Naomi changes her perspective on the kindness of God, not by comforting words from Ruth, her daughter-in-law, but by seeing a demonstration of God's kindness in the provision of food that Ruth brought to her. It was a full stomach to one who was concerned about starving that changed her perspective on God's kindness and love towards her. It it made it real, that demonstration. When we were still sinners, God provided tons of encouragement with words through the person of Jesus speaking directly at all of our needs, giving us the precise words that we need for encouragement. But Romans 5, 8 says this, here's his greatest encouragement, but God proves his love or demonstrates his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Our suffering, the suffering that sin brings, stopped up our ears, made it impossible to hear the encouragement from God, but he wouldn't stop there. He got that oxygen in through another channel. And so what I'm saying to you is that today there may be somebody in your life. uh, You may be that somebody in your life that has realized that words just don't seem to work right now, that encouragement needs to come through some other way through a demonstration. 
And I just want to sit back today and say the things that I'm grateful for. I'm encouraged as I see the ministers that are on the front line advocating for the family of Ahmad Arbery. People can say what they want to about the church, but I'm grateful for the fact that I see a slew of ministers out there right now advocating for that family, speaking against evil. I'm encouraged by seeing the countless people who would have been silent railing against the evil and terror of white supremacy in our country that would allow men to storm state buildings with guns protesting their freedom to live recklessly and go to bowling alleys in the middle of a pandemic and leave unharmed, but doesn't give the same freedom to a black man to take a leisurely jog in Georgia. I'm grateful for the fact that there are people now who aren't spending their time rebuking the people who have their ears stopped up by suffering and are instead speaking directly to the evil, demonstrating God's love. Words aren't encouraging right now. Suffering has seemed to have stopped my ears, but I praise God that encouragement can flow through a bunch of different channels. And I'm praying, continuing to pray that God would do something about this. There's a type of encouragement that can come from what we hear. And I pray that God will continue to grow my faith. Uh, but there's a kind of encouragement that doesn't just come from telling, but showing. And we eagerly await the day that God shows his justice here in the world where we won't have to mourn losses like this anymore. The encouragement that I have is I know that God is good. I know that he's true. I know one day it will happen. But in the meantime, I want to do all that I can to demonstrate God's goodness and care and concern and not just talk about it. You have that same opportunity today. Make the most of it. I love you. We'll talk tomorrow.